Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Birdie. Throwing. It's caught. Touchdown. And a flag is down on the far side of the 11-yard line. So for the moment, Ronnie Bell gets into the end zone. Now, back to overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Randy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Overtime continues here on 95.7 The Game. No Alan Styles tonight. It's Mark Randy and Sterling Bennett with you. That you just heard was Al Michaels on Thursday Night Football via Amazon Prime. Us here in the Bay Area watching it on Fox on KTVU. That was the Ronnie Bell nine-yard touchdown from Brock Purdy. Ronnie Bell was the next man up, Sterling. Brandon Ayuk out of this game with an injury he sustained week two against the Rams. Does not seem to be too serious. He was called the game-time decision, was officially listed as questionable, um, but it was announced early in the afternoon that he would not play in this game. Ronnie Bell stepped up, had that touchdown, had one other catch for 24 yards. Ronnie Bell, next man up, and, and did the job as, as good as you could possibly ask for a young rookie picking in the towards the very end of the draft. What's the saying? No block, no rock. <laughs> Ronnie Bell likes to block, and tonight he got the rock. There you go. First career touchdown. And look, is Ronnie Bell the first receiver since 2020, Brandon Ayuk's rookie season, to not be in Shanahan's doghouse? He's getting <laughs> meaningful snaps against the Giants on primetime, granted, because he has to, but... He was playing meaningful snaps against the Rams last week. They're not out there trotting out Chris Conley's and Willie Sneed the forts. They're putting Ronnie Bell in positions as a rookie to say you may have to play a big role on this team, and he's stepped up so far through the two games he's played. Even Ray Ray McLeod, who yeah. was out there a lot, didn't get a target, didn't have a catch. Nothing against Ray Ray. He's a very valuable piece of this team. He's doing some work. But, uh, yeah, Ronnie Bell, the rookie out of Michigan, two catches for 24 yards and a touchdown. I uh, wish the call was better. Oh, touchdown. That's what, like, come on, Al, it's, it's Al ch- Michaels is a legend, but, oh, touchdown. Get excited. <laughs> I, I know he's older. Again, he's a legend. I respect him just to the nth degree. But, oh, touchdown. It's like, <laughs> ow, it's a touchdown. Get excited. It's his first career touchdown on Thursday <laughs> night football. Oh, it's touchdown. And also, Al Michaels, again, I love you. Niners have five Super Bowls, not four. Yeah, I missed that, but you were on it. I was driving on the bridge, and I said, wait a minute, Al. We have a correction to make. <laughs> Giants may have four, but we have five. We have five. Count them. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. We. We were talking during the break. Uh, there is an incredible stat, I think, that kind of shows the Niners' dominance <laughs> in this game. I forget exactly what it was, so so I don't butcher it. I want to hand it off to you. Just give me this statistic. Give our listeners here on Overtime this statistic because it is wild, and it shows just how dominant the Niners were tonight. Their minds are going to be blown. The Giants in this game totaled 150 yards of offense. Not great. 
your San Francisco 49ers totaled 201 yards after the catch alone. (laughs) San Francisco, after catching or running the football, had more yards than the Giants had all night long. Complete dominance on every single level. Mike, I mean, that's just where Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey are elite. George George Kittle Kittle as well. I mean, Kittle had seven for 90. I don't have the yak numbers in front of me. I would imagine more than half of those 90, probably 50 or more of those yards, are after the catch for George Kittle. Let's assume San Francisco average. Well, Brock Purdy had an 8.4 yard per attempt average. Let's say every pass was around there. Debo Samuel averaged 21.5 yards per attempt. George Kittle almost 13 yards. Juwan Jennings, 15 yards. Ronnie Bell, 12 yards. Chris McCaffrey, 5 yards per, per rushing attempt. This team doesn't just beat you through the air, which they can, but it's after they get the ball in their hands, they say, come get us, because we know you're not going to be able to. Yeah. They want to run right through the safeties, the linebackers. And honestly, I would love to see Debo Samuel against Micah Parsons and to see who wins. You have defensive player of the year candidate. You have Debo Samuel who wants to run through anybody. I want to see the just two forces meet and to see actually who wins that battle. What is that like? Immovable object against unstoppable (laughs) force? Exactly. Like Micah Parsons is immovable and Debo Samuel is unstoppable. That to me would be like... Clash of the Titans. Get those two guys in space and it's just... That's the only thing I want to watch all night long. Oh, my God. Lionel Richie. Hey, well, we're going to get that in a couple of weeks. Sunday night football, Niners-Cowboys, week number five. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but there is a very, very real chance. Those are two 4-0 teams. (laughs) Text line, Giants have 316 punting yards tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Giants suck. They're so bad. Shout out 5-1-0. Digging through the box score. Appreciate that one. Spending the mobile text line. Just letting us know. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's go back to the, the phone lines here. 888-957-9570. That's the number to call. Uh, you just heard Sterling shout out the Xfinity mobile text line. It's the same number, 888-957-9570. Up next is, uh, let's see, let's go to Nick. He was at Levi's Stadium. Nick, you're on overtime here on 95.7 of the game. What was it like down in Santa Clara tonight, Nick? Man, the vibe was great. It was electric. Everybody was super hyped. I mean, the sun was glaring. It made the field look really weird. Like, the gold helmets were, like, lighting up with the smoke haze. And the lifespan, it was intense, man. And you know what? It's like Levi's is finally feeling like, you know, like Candlestick used to feel, man. It's like it's not all shiny and new. It's got a little, you know, beer spills here and there and whatnot. And, the, man, the, the crowd was going crazy. The halftime show was great. But let me tell you something, man. The difference between Brock Purdy and everybody else that we've had in the years past for a long time, man, is Purdy is throwing it up and letting the receivers make plays on the balls, man. And Shanahan trusts the guy enough to where we're throwing to the end zone instead of going check down Charlie like inside the 10 and having to kick a field goal when we've been down in the red zone for three plays. You know what I mean? So we're getting, we're scoring, we're scoring late and we're going for it, man. And the team is out there falling. It was a, it was a slugfest tonight early on. The Giants tried to oppose their will, but they quit pretty much midway through the second quarter. They knew it was over, and we came out in the second half and let them have it. You know, they they, they tried to keep it close for a minute, man, but it was all they could do, man, to even get that close because our defense swarmed on them when he counted. And let me tell you something, man. Brock Purdy, we are watching the ascension of the next NFL's top quarterback, man. This guy is something special. 
What do y'all think about that? Hey, hey, Nick, appreciate the call. Thanks for tuning in here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. The extension of the next guy, the next quarterback, the next best quarterback in the NFL, Sterling. What do you think about that? This might be a little too strong for my taste. Uh, He had an incredible second half. You and I both agree he was not sharp in the first half. Not. Not sharp at all, but the Niners were still out in front 17-6 to at halftime. That's how good this team is. But in the second half, Sterling, Brock Purdy put together what – what might be his best full game as a 49er, <laughs> and he did it all in the second half. He was unstoppable in the second half. So I think to the caller's point, maybe the best half of football he's ever played for the San Francisco 49ers. I still think saying he's the next greatest thing in the league is a little too strong. I mean, this guy's, what, this is only his ninth career regular season start? Like, we're getting a little wow. ahead of ourselves, but, but. He was absolutely perfect in the second half. Early in this game, looked like he had no rhythm, was overthrowing plenty of receivers, throwing into double coverage a handful of times, almost threw a couple picks early in this game. But first half, 5 for 11, 68 yards. Second half, Brock Purdy, uh, that that flip was switched up to let's – it's go time. Yeah. 20 for 26, 242 yards and two touchdowns. Brock Purdy played – the casual Brock Purdy outing alone in that second half and tonight finished with over 300 yards passing and a night you can probably put into a box and say, I can do a lot better. Imagine if they start off hot. Imagine if they don't settle for two field goals in the red zone. I mean, this team, again, has not reached their potential. Even Brock Purdy the past two weeks hasn't played his best football overall. And to me, knowing You kind of have a cakewalk against the Cardinals next week, albeit divisional game. They're always a little tougher, but a team that is actively tanking, trying to lose, where if they're up by five points, owner's like, what are you doing, Gannon? We have to lose this game for Caleb Williams. Next week could be a game where Brock Purdy has 300 yards through the air. If he can clean some certain things up, we're talking maybe four touchdowns. Now, again, that's 10 days away. This is tonight. Brock Purdy looked like two different quarterbacks in this game, and once he got comfortable fought through his issues and his misses and his near interceptions, looked really good, and for two straight weeks and really three straight weeks, yet to throw an interception. He's taking care of the football, keeping his team in the game, even when he's not playing his best ball, and that might be his best characteristic through the first three games of the season so far. Yeah, three games, no interceptions, one turnover on a strip sack. Uh, T.J. Watt got him for that, but T.J. Watt is the Steelers' all-time franchise sack leader. He's a future eh, Hall of Famer. He he's, stinks. He, okay. He's, <laughs> he's phenomenal, but Brock Purdy, you'll take one turnover in three games. Right? If it's a pick, if it's a fumble, whatever it is, one turnover over three games, this Niners team is going to be the one seed in the West or in the NFC. If that happens, if he commits one turnover for every three games played, this Niners team will be just fine moving forward. All right, 888-957-9570. That's the Xfinity mobile text line and the number to call. Let's go to Manuel in Newark. You want to talk about Brock Purdy's performance. Manuel, you're on overtime with Grandy and Sterling. What's up? What'd you think of Brock Purdy tonight? Look, guys, I'm going to actually say this. Hey, thanks for the line, by the way. Great game, man. Great game all around. We have special teams. We have defense. And we have a Brock star, as we <laughs> call him. You know what, guys? Man, I'm going to call it right now. My friends think I'm insane, but I'm going to call it right now. I know it's early, but it's Super Bowl time, guys. It, with this kid, the, you guys have said it. He has not yet hit his peak. Yes, he did not have a perfect first half of football, but you know what? That separates greatness from mediocrity. 
because you know what? He hung in there. He hung tough. He cleaned it up. And in the end, he shown like the star that he is. Guys, my eyes have seen quarterback after quarterback after quarterback in this franchise. No disrespect against Cap. No disrespect against Alex. No disrespect against Jimmy G. But the kid has an it factor, man. We can't deny it as fans. He has an it factor, and his football IQ impresses me week in and week out. I mean, I've, I've joked around with fellas at work saying that I'm going to get me a Brock Purdy jersey and remove the name Purdy from the back and put the sacred Montana name on it. I'm going to stamp it right here. We're seeing the development of the next franchise quarterback for this 49ers squad, guys. Mark my words, this kid is going to take us to the promised land two or three times at the most. If he plays at the potential that he has shown, I mean, I could, I, I could be like Luke Skywalker at the end of the movie and just fade into the sunset, knowing that this quarterback has made my franchise proud, man. He's making me proud as a fan seeing his quarterback play. It ain't perfect, but when was the last time have we seen this offense rack up 30 points a game? I mean, if, if, if he could take back some of those passes, what would the score have been? 45? And, guys, let's be real about it. Joe never had perfect games either. I remember one time watching a Falcons game going, Joe, what are you doing? Next thing I know, he's throwing five touchdowns. So, you know what? Man, I am all in on Brock. It's Super Bowl time, guys. Believe it right now. The Warriors said we believe. We believe in Brock. Let's go, Niner fans. Hey, hey, Manuel, good call. I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. And I'll say. You could just buy a Montana jersey, though, if you're going to take the game off the back of a birdie or, one. Or, I mean, just be, be happy with the birdie jersey, right? <laughs> but I get what he's saying. Yes. I get what he's saying, too. Um, now, the multiple Super Bowl talk. Okay, whatever. I, I'm not going anywhere near that Why far. Mark, it's going to happen. All I will say, <laughs> I understand Niners fans like Manuel who feel yeah. that way, right? I mean, he listed some of the other Niners quarterbacks. You could even throw Jeff Garcia, who's maybe the... The last 4,000-yard passer yeah, in Niner history like so far. Jeff Garcia, and then there was just a whole run of really Chris bad... Winkie, Ken Dorsey, Timote, <laughs> the dark days. Really bad quarterback play. Uh, Sean Hill, J.T. O'Sullivan for a couple of games, right? Like there was QB all... school <laughs> on YouTube. Hey, I love J.T. O'Sullivan. <laughs> Not a very good NFL quarterback. Oh. Um, and then, you know, you get to Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick and then obviously some more down, down Brian Hoyer and Blaine Gavert, right, and all those guys. And then you get to Jimmy Garoppolo and now Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is making Niner fans feel differently than any of those guys have, 100%. And it's why I don't just immediately laugh at fans like Manuel who are like, this guy's leading us to multiple Super Bowls. Because Niner fans for so long have just – waited and prayed and yearned and waited and loved for this possible (laughs) moment, right? Like, this franchise has been so quarterback-starved for so long. It's been the one thing that, that has kept this team from winning a Super Bowl. I mean, you think back to... I mean, even the Jim Harbaugh days, Kaepernick was was phenomenal that year, but there were certain limitations to what the Niners could do with Alex Smith, with Colin Kaepernick. You think back to 2019 when this team went to the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, I know that there were issues defensively in that fourth quarter, but Jimmy Garoppolo overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders, they barely had to throw the ball leading up to that. This 
franchise has been so quarterback starved for so long, and I'm not here to proclaim that Brock Purdy is a future Hall of Famer, but he's making me feel different than any other quarterback in my lifetime, really post Steve Young. He's making me feel different than anyone I have ever watched play quarterback for this franchise, so I understand why there are some fans out there who are saying, Sterling, we're winning the bowl. We're winning multiple bowls. I get it. I can feel it too. This is the most unified this fan base has been for a quarterback since Steve Young. There was some sparkle with Jimmy of 5-0, and then his first full season, they go to a Super Bowl and they ultimately lose. But this is the most unified they've been. Kaepernick and Smith, people were saying, put Smith back in. Some were saying, Cap's the guy. And before that, it was a bunch of ugly. But yes, <laughs> this has been the most unified where the text line, Xfinity Mobile text line, 510, we're calling him Brock Tana. You got guys, you got fans saying, I'm going to take and buy a Brock Purdy jersey and put Montana's name on the back of it. Now, <laughs> maybe that's a little too far, and the YouTube's certainly saying something about that, but people are starting to get behind this quarterback, and how can you not get behind being undefeated? How can you not get behind 30 points a game? I mean, this offense, yes, has so many weapons, but the quarterback play, yet yeah, is really good. It's somehow underrated. I'm seeing quarterback rankings and tier lists being made. Ah. Justin Fields is better than Brock Purdy. Kirk Cousins is better than Brock Purdy. No. I'm out. Can the national media, this fan base is behind him fully. The national, like, he should be on the front of every single newspaper in the country. He should be a bigger story. He was Mr. Irrelevant a year and a half ago, and now he hasn't lost a game in which he started and finished. He hasn't lost. And he's putting up 30 points when the offense isn't playing near their best. My goodness. This should be the number one story in sports. It's Dion and Brock, but no one's talking about Brock Purdy. But let me say this. Is it better that way? Is it better that Brock Purdy isn't the number one name on the marquee? The pregame show on Amazon Prime and Fox tonight, well, they have Christian McCaffrey and Daniel Jones. I mean, now we've seen that over and over again here the past, what, four or five seasons under Shanahan with Jimmy G. And usually it's somebody else other than the quarterback on uh, the pregame, you know, promo for the for this game. On social media, it's not Brock Purdy's face, but it does feel like that right now Brock Purdy is the biggest yet most underrated star in football where he's yet to lose a game. He's putting up – his offense is putting up 30 points a game, and even tonight – he throws a dot to Christian McCaffrey, and he drops it. Like, they could have put up 37. That was a good throw. You're right. They could have put up 37 and still had a room to grow. I mean, Mark, <laughs> 37 points and still room to grow. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. All right, let's go back to the phones. 888-957-9570. Rob in San Bruno wants to talk about Purdy. Rob, you think Purdy still has uh, some work to do? What did you see, Rob, from Brock Purdy tonight? You're on overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Um, uh, First off, you know, this is a good old-fashioned 49er-type win. You had um, Debo, you had Kittle, and you had CMC. You had the defense consistently getting the ball back for the 49ers. Because the Giants' offense was so not good, it's not good. And and secondly, let's slow down on this Brock Purdy stuff. Brock Purdy did not look good at all. He made a few plays, but that, like I said, that was more of Debo breaking tackles, Kittle breaking tackles, doing five yard passes, and then Kittle running for twelve yards. 
Debo catching the 10-yard slant, going for 30 more yards. We need to, like, let's let's stop, all right? We did the same thing with Jimmy G. We was excited about Jimmy G in 2017, called him the next big thing. Oh, he was top 10 quarterback coming in 2018 season. No, it's about the run game, and it's about the defense. Purdy, I give him Purdy credit this. He didn't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. but he, he fumbled the snap last week, another fumble snap. But to me, he's, he's Jimmy G with better feet. I mean, we still well, – Rob, 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 Rob. Brock Purdy has a 23 touchdown to four turnover ratio in, in, in the NFL. How does, like, five to one, six to one, like, how does that not get you excited to say you're on the bandwagon, you're ready to go? Yeah. I think Rob left. But, I mean, oh. yeah, I mean – I I also understand the hesitation at at some point as well because this franchise has been in this sort of situation before where Colin Kaepernick bursts onto the scene, right? right? And he's absolutely dominant and he he takes the league by storm and the, the league has never seen this combination of arm strength mm-hmm. and speed. Yep. And you don't know how to defend it. But then guess what? The league adjusts. We've been teased too often here. 100%. Same thing happened with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the end of, that was the 2017 2017, season when he came over midseason after a trade from the Patriots. Shanahan said, we don't want to play him. We want him to just, you know, dive into the playbook and get ready for the start of the 2018 season. Injuries happened. They had to throw Jimmy Garoppolo in. And he wins out with a terrible team around him against some quality football teams. Like, he beat Jacksonville that year. Jacksonville was a couple of plays from going to the Super Bowl that season. (laughs) That's how good that Jacksonville team was, which is hard to believe considering what the Jaguars franchise has been for a long time. But that was a great Jacksonville Jaguars team. Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, they were incredible. And then that was the offseason where the Niners made Jimmy Garoppolo at the time the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history. So you're thinking, if you're a Niner fan, which is what the caller was getting at, you're thinking this is the next big thing, right? We all know how that ended. Wrong. Not the next big thing. So I get... But he's not getting $27 million a year. Oh, 100%. He's getting like $800,000. All I'm saying is I get the hesitation. Right. I get wanting to... Not dive headfirst into this guy. Him the next guy when it's been nine games. We have been heartbroken before. We don't want to be heartbroken again. I'm ready to get hurt again, Mark. I'm rolling the Brock Purdy train. <laughs> Let me get hurt. But you can understand that, right? We we yes have, yes yes. I, I this feels different to me. It it feels different than the Kaepernick than than the the Jimmy Garoppolo. But I get the hesitation because we were let down. Both of those times. But it doesn't just feel different. It looks different. I I get it. This this offense has an archetype. It wants a facilitator at quarterback. Again, what text line saying again, he's not getting attention because he's throwing screens and end arounds and quick stuff and letting his stars do the work for him. But Brock Purdy this year has thrown two back shoulder fades in the end zone for touchdowns. When was the last time that like, happened for a Niners quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo has what the third highest win percentage here. Had a top five offense every year. He was actually fully healthy. They're putting up more points than successful teams. Brock Purdy's throwing the ball deep, even when guys are in. Look, the first half tonight wasn't pretty by any by any means, but he's at least giving his stars a chance. Yep. Previous quarterbacks here haven't done that. Brock Purdy doesn't just look or feel different. He looks 
different. It looks like something special. 100%. And I think if his performance in the first half carried into the second half, this conversation would be different. Different story. He was incredible in the second half. He made a number of phenomenal throws, and he led the Niners to their third consecutive 30-point output to begin Woo! the 2023 regular Man. season. And the Niners are 3-0, and building on their lead in the NFC West in the early going. All right, time for a quick break. Phone lines are full. I see you, Dre, Walter, Jake, and company. We're coming to you on the other side as overtime continues here on 95.7 The Game. Grandy and Sterling with you. More coming up after this on 95.7 The Game. First and goal. McCaffrey into the end zone. Touchdown, 49ers. McCaffrey now has scored a touchdown in 12 consecutive games, including the playoffs. Now, back to overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Overtime continues. No Allen Styles tonight. It's Grandy and Sterling with you after the 49ers knock off the New York Giants in the first game at Levi Stadium this year. 30-12 to the final score. A dominant Niners win. That call you just heard. Uh, Al Michaels on the NFL Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime Video courtesy of Fox here in the Bay Area. Those of you uh, here in, locally watching the game on television. Christian McCaffrey, four-yard touchdown run late in the first half. That made it a 17-3 to lead. Sterling, it would not be a dominant Niners performance, a complete Niners performance without C-Mac getting into the end zone. As you heard Al Michaels say, every game that he's played with for the 49ers, he's been into the end zone. He's incredible. 12 straight games with a touchdown for Christian McCaffrey. And at this point, You'd be surprised if he didn't get into the end zone how he's playing. What, 5,000 career rushing yards? He hit that tonight, yeah. Chris McCaffrey, I know Nick Chubb just got hurt, and again, I hope he can get healthy again, but he is, I think, the most dynamic offensive player in football. Like, Micah Parsons probably the most dynamic defensive player. Chris McCaffrey, I think, what he can do on the ground, through the air, uh, again, Dropped a touchdown pass today, which was going to be a tough play, but still hit him right in the hands. Christian McCaffrey, when he doesn't have 20 carries and 120 yards, he came into this game averaging 120 yards. Like Christian McCaffrey has been, we know, the difference maker in the offense, making them more explosive. But when he doesn't have 120 yards on the ground and one touchdown or two touchdowns a game, I go, what happened? Like he's been that good where when he doesn't have these insane numbers, I go, well, wait a minute now, they're not giving the ball? Like, why weren't they feeding him? And tonight, Debo Samuel said, feed me. Give me the ball, and I'll carry this offense. And Debo was great. See, you got it, Mark, right here. 510, CMC has nothing on Legatron. Man, people are buying into Legatron. Jake Moody, perfect so far through the year. And this offense, special teams, Defense. People are buying in. They're, they're <laughs> buying in. On, I'm telling you, man. They're buying in. Legatron, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle. Doesn't matter. We beat you on all fronts. Defense, offense, and now special teams. I think what's crazy about McCaffrey, and we, we mentioned this off the very top, and you're listening to Overtime here on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. It's the Xfinity Mobile text line as well, and we're keeping an eye on Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. McCaffrey, 18 carries, 
85 yards, nearly five a pop, and a touchdown. Through the air, five for 34. Those are both season highs, by the way. He's been held relatively in check through the air, but five catches for 34 yards tonight. It was a relatively quiet day for McCaffrey. I mean, he didn't burst, you know, he didn't break through for the 50-yard run like he did in week one and week two, and I'm by no means saying it was a bad game. You're it was saying just, he stinks, huh, Mark? He was <laughs> like 120 all-purpose yards? Yeah. It was relatively quiet. Like When you consider what it feels like when any other player in the league gets 120 all-purpose yards, right. generally it's loud. It's like, oh, he was the star of the game. Yep. He willed his team to victory, and he was phenomenal. He was fantastic. This is not an 18-point win without Christian McCaffrey, not even close. He is at times a victim of his own expectations because he's just so <laughs> damn good. He made this look pedestrian, and it was far from pedestrian. The Niners today had three players over a hundred or ninety all-purpose yards. And you're more, yeah. Like, again, with Christian McCaffrey, when you sit back and just watch the offense play tonight, felt more like a smash mouth style of football where we don't need to have you know twenty yards a catch or have the big fifty-yard run. It was we are going to take time off the clock, take a seven minutes off the clock, go down there, put some points on the board, and make you beat us. It just happens to be that San Francisco, on those long drives, their offense is so good, their defense is so good, that they can take seven minutes off the clock and still put up 30. Yeah. Chris McCaffrey sitting back saying, yeah, I'll take almost five yards of pop, 85 yards on the ground, and one touchdown, my longest play, 12 yards on the ground. Doesn't matter. 17 yards through the air. Doesn't matter. If Christian McCaffrey on his worst day of the year, which is still over 100 yards <laughs> all purpose. If that's his worst game, uh, yeah, I think we'll all take that. 100%. He was phenomenal once again. Debo Samuel was incredible. 129 yards through the air and a touchdown. Had a 40-yard catch and run. He was just a highlight reel, a human highlight reel all night long. He was incredible and a big reason why the 49ers are 3-0 and why they won tonight 30-12 to over the New York Giants. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. Full phone lines. If you want to get in, 888-957-9570. Are you driving back from Levi's right now? We want to hear from you. Again, 888-9570. Or 888-957-9570, excuse me. We're very curious what it felt like inside of Levi's tonight. Watching Brock Purdy, did it feel different than past great Niner teams? How did this one feel to you? Up first, we have Dre in Lamore. Dre, I know you want to talk about Brock Purdy. Welcome. You're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. What's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I don't know what's up with the Odyssey app. I'm I'm like three hours behind. I'm still listening to the Fox was going on during the game. So anyways, when I got on, I heard that guy Rob on the phone talking bad about Purdy. And I'm like, what is this guy talking about? I know Purdy didn't start the game out very good. He was rather pedestrian, as you would say earlier. He was That's the worst I've ever seen him look in that first half. But the second half came. The man got his stuff together. He was putting the ball in the money, as usual. Uh, you just mentioned that pass to McCaffrey. That was a dime in the end zone. Mm-hmm. What was that, like 30, 35 yards in the air? McCaffrey would tell you he needs to catch that ball. And that one to Debo to, to end the night for him, that was a dime right there. Back shoulder fade. 
Hey, I've watched a lot of Niner quarterbacks. I've been to a lot of playoff games. I've seen Joe in the playoffs. I've seen Young in the playoffs. Heck, I was at that New York Giants game where Garcia came back. That was a great game. I was at the game where Smith against New Orleans came back against them. I was at the game where Kaepernick ran all over Green Bay. I haven't seen Birdie in the playoffs yet, but I'll tell you what, it does feel a little different. He reminds me a lot, dare I say it, of Joe Cool. Just the way he does not let things get to him. He's relaxed. Hey, look how young he is. Things don't go his way. He came back in the second half. Things went his way. I know he should have threw some interceptions today. That was a nice uh, DB play by Kittle to help him out. But guys, whoever's talking bad about him and they're Niner fans, you guys are crazy. I can see in the national media, but you should jump on the bandwagon right now because we've got something special, and without injury, this is here to last. And uh, the man is going to be making millions of dollars here in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, of course, Ray. Thanks for making it. Uh, Really appreciate you tuning in here on Overtime. First of all, I just got to say to Dre, all those playoff games he's been to, I am jealous. Where hasn't he been? Oh, my God. (laughs) He got to see the the Niners' Alex Smith against the Saints playoff win. He got to see Colin Kaepernick running against the the Packers in the playoffs. He was like, I got to see the Kyle Williams. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon. Why you got to bring us down? Get off the mic. (laughs) Why you got to bring us down? This is a celebration on overtime. You're on 95-7 the game. But, no, I mean, I'm with Dre. I'm with Dre. Like, again, I'm – I, I think it's a little crazy to compare him to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and until a guy named Tom Brady came along, the greatest quarterback of all time, Joe Montana, but... Brock Pontana. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, that was not very good. I'll leave. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bye. Bye, Sterling. <laughs> See you later. It just feels a little different. I can't quite quantify it. Right. It's hard to describe, but... In my bones, this just feels a little different. And I think Dre is spot on. You watch the first half, and you're like, ooh, this wasn't very good. I mean, the first drive could have easily thrown an interception. He mentioned the throw to Kittle. Kittle basically became the defensive back and knocked the ball away. Once they got into the red zone, Purdy kind of threw what what felt like a close your eyes and huck it up into the end zone to Debo Samuel. Could have been intercepted. It fell incomplete. There were some shaky moments. There, there really were, but the way he bounced back, I think it happened more so midway through the second quarter, and it continued into the second half. The throw to McCaffrey that McCaffrey dropped, 100% he'll say that he needs to catch that. In fact, he's talked. We're going to hear from Christian McCaffrey before the night's over, I'm sure. I guarantee you he says, I should have caught that one. One, I guarantee it. The throw to Debo Samuel was incredible. A conversion over the middle to Juwan Jennings that moved the sticks on third and long. That was a really nice throw. He made some phenomenal throws with pressure in his face. The touchdown to Ronnie Bell. That was in the first half. <laughs> yeah. Pressure in his face. A free rusher coming off the left side. No one even touches him. No one blocks him. A free rush right into Purdy's face. He backs up, throws it off his back foot. I believe it was over Kayvon Thibodeau, who's a really long and athletic edge rusher. By the way, go Ducks. <laughs> I would know. And Now he, you can leave. He, <laughs> he puts it right in the breadbasket to Ronnie Bell. There were some bad moments. Yeah. I'm not denying that. But for every bad throw he made tonight, he responded with an incredible one. And that kind of, I don't know, mental toughness, that fortitude, 
I think is something that Niners have lacked at this position for a long time. The fact that he was able to put a really questionable start behind him, <laughs> I think it, I think it goes a long way. I think it says a lot about this dude's makeup. A wise man once said, stats are for losers. Show me a win. What does Brock Purdy do? Oh, he just undefeated. All he does is win. If there's one word to describe Brock Purdy's, I don't know, 12 games thus far, it might be the word perfect. Now, the play may not be perfect, but the outcome has been so far. In fact, I'll read you some stats, even though I just said they were for losers, but Brock Purdy, <laughs> since week 14, his first start last year, what is he? 8-0. What does that do? Lead the NFL. His touchdown to interception ratio in the regular season, 15 to two. What is that? Second in the NFL yards per attempt, 8.5. Second in the NFL in pass rating, 113.6. First in the NFL. And the highest for a quarterback since 1996, 1997. Good old boy, Steve Young. Ugh. Brock Purdy, again, short sample size. I get it. Even tonight when the, they were struggling, guess what? They were up 17-6 to six at home against the Giants, who had no life. And Daniel Jones is out there looking at Nick Bosa and Javon Hargrave. I'm saying, oh, my goodness, how am I going to score against this defense? Drake Jackson, too. Man, I mean, he was good. The Niners are so good. They but are. But Brock Purdy tonight, again, through his worst first half, maybe his entire career so far, still up by nine. Like, this team is good enough to overcome his mistakes, and Brock Purdy's good enough to not make the mistakes. Yeah, it got to a five-point game, 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Former Niner Matt Breida ran in from eight yards out, made it a five-point five game, 17-12. to 12. From that moment on, the Niners outscore the, the Giants 13 to nothing the rest of the way. And from that moment on, Brock Purdy was nearly perfect. He was, he was fantastic. When it, it, it seems like this, and it was like this against the Rams last week as well, mm -hmm. The Niners go down by seven towards the end of the first half. Rams get the ball to begin the third quarter. You're thinking in a two-minute drill, Brock, we could really use a touchdown here. What does he do? He goes out and gets you a touchdown. I know it's been relatively small sample size. You saw it on the road against the Raiders last year. The team was down in the fourth quarter. You saw it on the road in his second career start against the Seahawks when that was a tough game throughout that clinched them the NFC West. You saw it in the playoffs against the Seahawks. They were down at halftime in that game. <laughs> and the, the the Cowboys game was a dogfight until late in the fourth quarter as well when he put it away. He always seems to come through when you need it. Yeah. Like when, when in his entire career, which again I know is not this gigantic sample size, but when in his career have you felt like, Ugh, we need a touchdown here or we're in trouble? And when has he not given you a touchdown? Micah Parsons, Dallas Cowboys star defensive player, said he wanted to see Brock Purdy play against adversity, but adversity comes at you in different forms, right? It, it can be a third down and 12. Well, Brock Purdy, he'll hit that. It can be late in the game. Need a touchdown to ice this one and get out of Thursday night football primetime home opener against the Giants and seal a victory and go to 3-0. and What does Brock Purdy do? Hi, Debo Samuel. Here's a touchdown. <laughs> Brock Purdy again. He's undefeated every big moment, maybe minus one, the one he got hurt in, which is not his fault. It's not like you can quantify, oh, Brock Purdy did this thing wrong in that game. Brock Purdy has really been perfect. Yes, again, there are small things you can point to and say, I want more air yards. He's allowing uh, Debo and McCaffrey and Ayuk and George Kittle to do their job. 
why would I ever blame a quarterback for allowing his stars to eat? There's enough food to go around here, folks. <laughs> if you can put up 30 <laughs> points by just dumping it off in the flat, why would you do anything it's else? Like, I guarantee you no one's sitting back saying, you know what? Down 17-10 to 10 against the Rams. We needed a touchdown. Brock Purdy didn't throw a 45-yard touchdown pass. No. What do you do? Debo, here's 22. McCaffrey, here's 15. I'm going to quarterback sneak for a touchdown. Like, it may not be how the world wants it to be. Mahomes, like, maybe to a certain degree, Joe Burrow, like, to attack a Tagovailoa, like. But guess what? I guarantee you, if they're playing those teams in February, you're going to say, we have a chance to win, and the odds are in our favor. And what does that mean? That means Brock Purdy's the guy, and he's going to be here for a long time. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the phones. 888-957-9570 is the number to call. It's also the Xfinity Mobile text line. Walter in Panola. I know you've been hanging on for a while. Oh. Walter, you're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. What would you think of that game tonight, Walter? I, you know, it, it, it's kind of a theme. Uh, the Niners are getting killed on the first uh, half there. Uh, but then the theme here is the adjustments on the second half. Those adjustments on the, on the second half, they come back and, uh, you know, the, the defense and the offense, they do their thing. Uh, but tonight, uh, Mitchell, I kind of give him a D uh, plus, uh, but Ronnie Bell, you know, A plus, and let's not forget that Bosa sack. Yeah, no, Walter, you're 100 percent right. I mean, there were contributions up and down the roster. We had, I mean, we've been on the air for almost an hour and a half. We haven't mentioned Nick Bosa getting his first sack of the year. Kind of had two of them actually. Yeah, two point conversion out there shrugging like, well, granted, I'm blocked from the first one. <laughs> how do you not block Nick Bosa? Like we harped all off season long. <laughs> Eagles, how do you not block Aston Reddick? Uh, the Giants were like Nick Bosa, reigning hey. defensive player of the year. <laughs> no, I don't care. Hey. Go ahead, Daniel Jones. I guarantee you, Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator for the Giants has already brought that play up to his to his offensive line and it was tight end. I don't care what the formation was because they had the tight end lined up on the outside shoulder of Nick Bosa. Nowhere near able... A free lane to the quarterback. <laughs> nowhere near able to get in front of Bosa and block him. You have to be like square in front of him to have a chance. You can't be off to the side of him. And then the <laughs> it, it was the right tackle because Bosa was rushing off the left side. The right tackle knows that the tight end isn't going to do anything against Bosa and just ignores him. He's like, like what are we doing here? That That is going to be all over the uh, the Giants tape study, I think, this week moving forward because that was a very questionable mistake. That was probably Nick Bosa's easiest sack of his entire career. Maybe. It's up there. Talk about, you know, get your first one tonight. That may have been the easiest sack Shake he'll, off the cobwebs, he'll ever Nick. get. And if that's the one to get your first sack of the year and kind of get your, your groove back, uh, why not be a straight line unblocked sack on Daniel Jones to almost actually get a safety and force a punt later in the drive. But yeah. Nick Bosa, great game tonight. Trent Williams throwing punches, not getting ejected. It felt like every single star, whether it was a highlight or, again, Trent Williams punching someone in the face and not getting tossed <laughs> out of the game, all the big stars had something to do tonight, and it showed in their box score and showed really right now with, again, Trent Williams threw a punch, and they were like, hey, you can stay in the game. Yeah, that was wild. All right, let's get to a couple more calls here before we hit a break. Up next, Jake in Jersey. Jake, you're on overtime with Grandy and Sterling. Jake, what did you think of the Niners' win tonight over the Giants? I thought it was amazing, man. It was a pleasure to watch. I appreciate taking the call, man. Yeah, of course. What what do you think overall? I mean, Brock Purdy played well. Debo Samuel was incredible. What stood out to you, Jake? 
my highlight was was probably Debo Samuel and Brock Purdy. I feel like that, that connection. I feel like it's like the 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 chemistry they have between those two. They have they have he has chemistry with everybody. It's crazy. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I had one point. So I I would think you agree that, that Brock Purdy is top ten quarterback in football right now. You you would you would agree with that the statement? Oh, I, I'm gonna have to think about that a little bit. I think he's he's right up there. I mean, he's got to be pushing that boundary at least. Better than Mac Jones. Yeah. So I had a, I, so I had a thought. I was like, now what if you you uh, switched up Dan Jones for Brock Purdy today? What would the score be? Would it would it be different? Do you think it would? Think the Giants would be closer? Like, hmm. like just just a thought. Oh, that's interesting, Jake. Uh, so if Brock Purdy was the quarterback for the Giants tonight and Daniel Jones was the quarterback of the Niners? Niners still win. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't think this game particularly came down to quarterback play. No. Like, Daniel Jones having, again, 137 yards through the air, 4.3 yards per attempt, one interception late, Hufunga getting his second one of the season, and, what, five yards on the ground. Like, this take – Take those box scores and put it on San Francisco. If if Daniel Jones kept the Giants in the game using his legs, yeah. then okay, fine. But he didn't. He did nothing on the ground. I think Brock Purdy on the Giants, Daniel Jones on the Niners. Purdy and the Giants probably make this a little bit closer than the 18-point loss that we saw as it actually happened. I think Brock Purdy being on the Giants, they might be able to capitalize on San Francisco's slow start. But as soon as that second half starts, it's all San Francisco. Yeah. There's just too much from everywhere else, not from the quarterback position, from wide receivers, from running backs, from <laughs> from the tight end, from the defensive line. Their interception late in the game by Hufanga. I mean, well, Mooney Ward, then or then Warner, then Hufanga. But, <laughs> but yes, a couple so. of assists there on that interception <laughs> for sure. All right, uh, let's go back to the phone lines eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Robert, you're on five eighty, heading home from the game. Robert, you're on overtime here on ninety five seven. The game. What was it like inside of Levi's tonight? Oh, man. Hey, fellas, that place was rocking tonight. Um, <laughs> hey, look, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, we didn't look great in the first half, but I think any team in the league would take 17 points in the first half not looking as good as we, you know, looking the way we did. And we got to give a shout-out to that defense, y'all. Our defense was good tonight, man. We stopped them. I mean, we just looked great. I think we looked, I think we looked really good, and um, – Purdy got a new name for me. His name is Thirty Purdy to me. That's three weeks in a row we didn't put up thirty points. So hey, give it to the dude. I hey. like him. I think we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine, man. That defense is keeping us in games. And uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bang bang, Niner gang. Thirty yes. Purdy, I'm out, fellas. Yes, sir, Robert. Love the call. Yeah, we got Brock Tana. I don't like that one as much. Purdy 30. I'm in on that. Brocky P still on the table, Mark. No, 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 no. That's no. the best one so far. Purdy 30. Oh, that's I mean, a good one. Did, yeah. you, did you say Purdy 30 or 30 Purdy? They both work. Is it an, it's an ESPN 30 for Purdy? <laughs> I'm going to leave I mean, now, Pretty actually. consistently. <laughs> All, right. All right. We got a lot more to get into here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. Time for a quick break. When we come back, we can talk about the defense. Uh, 
we, a lot to talk about about the defense, really. We mentioned George Kittle, Javon Hargrave had a sack. We can get into that. Also, we've got sound from Kyle Shanahan. He has addressed the media. What did he think about Brock Purdy? What did he think about Debo Samuel? What's the word on Debo Samuel's chest slash ribs? We'll get the word from Kyle Shanahan. That and a whole lot more coming up on Overtime here on 95.7 The Game. It's Grandy and Sterling. More right after this on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 